So, um, Morgan's been back at daycare for two days. Yeah, and she, that's and been she, going. And she already got me sick. So uh, I can but, still but. smell and taste. So there it's not COVID. Okay, good. All right. And on that note, greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time via a, uh, a complicated web of um, of details and data and derivative. I just, and, I that one, and that one hamster on the wheel. That- yeah. And the hamster <laughs> on the wheel just trucking along somewhere in Sweden, making sure the Internet still works. Um <laughs> I think that's how that's that's how that's exactly how it works. That's how it works. Anyway, my name is of course David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined this evening. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let them speak for themselves first. Hailing all the way from sunny, beautiful Galt, California. Um, what what's the face for? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was sunny, but it's fine. It's fine. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. There he is. Hailing all the way from sunny, beautiful Roseville, California. What, you guys, I'm trying to build up your guys' fucking towns. What do, you, what do you want from me? I'm two exits up from you, man. Like, we ain't even that, like, that even. Oh, no, I'm not even it's two. It's sunny and beautiful here, okay? Okay. This Amy. You can find me, you know. Hi, Jane. You robot. Pew, pew. But I think more importantly, what's that? There is somebody else Mike, that is here Mike. tonight, and I cannot do the proper hype. There's a fourth track. There's a fourth track. Oh, um, hailing. Oh. I don't can't remember. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you? Uh, never mind. Hang on. Okay, hailing from a beautiful planet outside our solar system, destroyed by the greed of its people. Saved by his loving mother and father, sent here to be our savior. The Clark Kent of the Capos Crusaders, the original, the alumnus for episode 150. We are joined by. Heard you could fucking cuss now. Is that Jamie? This is Jamie Burgess. I don't have. I think I was prescribed uh, to cancel all of my social medias for my mental well-being. So, Smart. you know, <laughs> you can send a carrier pigeon if you've got a message for me. There yes. we go. Uh, yes. It's back. And yeah, damn Tom Array. He was in charge of my sector during that uh, disastrous uh, time on my planet. And he really there dropped the ball. But I don't, hold a, I don't hold a grudge. No one does. No one does. So Jamie is joining us for episode 150 uh, for the for the beginning, at least, because he's got things to do. He's a busy man. He's got planets to save. Um, so going to do the spiel real fast. So um, let me pull up my notes, because at this point, 150 episodes in, I still don't have the spiel fucking memorized. <laughs> like, it's just I'm anyway. OK, here we go. Is Chris Pratt here. <laughs> no, 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 we, we, we no. still have we still have a restraining order, Jamie. Yes, thank yes. you. Ah, damn. Even though that relationship has broken up, the restraining order is still he, there. He was actually he was going to be on 150, and I'm like, mm, you know mm. what? Jamie's more important. We have Jamie. Yeah. He's an alumni. So I was have trying that. to tell him. I was trying to do him a favor. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation, powered by. Let's see if we could do it. One, two, three. Patreon. Patreon. Oh, you guys were lined up. Fuck. Anyway, 
Uh, the Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for little as one to five dollars a month, you can get early access. To, uh, cut, take two. You can get early access to episodes like this, access to a wonderful Discord community, nerdon.io/discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it out at nerdon.io/patreon. Patreon. Oh, that time didn't work. Fuck. Oh, my bad. <laughs> nice. Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. I mean, most people waste. Yeah. Oh, one, two, five. Yeah, but most people waste five bucks a month on stuff that rots their teeth in their mind. They can, you you know, pay five bucks for quality podcasting. I do pay five dollars a month for my cocaine. I'm glad you noticed that. (laughs) Um, Well, we're stars. That's a real problem. Yeah. Well, you know. Five dollars. It's not. It's not a lot. It's just. I think that's to... probably powdered sugar that they're selling. <laughs> but Son of a I don't bitch. know. It's just, it's just crushed up baby Advil and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders you, and Nerd On, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family celebrating their uh, how many year anniversary? Was it three? Three year anniversary. Three. Three. Three we talked about Back to the Future, the mm-hmm. trilogy. We talked about Back to the Future, the comics. Um, this week, we're gonna just going to cover this month, this episode. Whatever We're just going to cover all kinds of shit because this is our 150th <laughs> episode. And depending on who you are, you know, certain comics, 150 is a big deal. Sometimes 150 is not a big deal because they're like, you know, we're going towards 300, Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Um, but 150 is still a big, uh, a big deal for us. So we're just going to talk about all kinds of shit. So first, before we do any of the normal things, Jamie, how you been, man? How's <laughs> comics treating you? How's things? Hey, what do you like? What's new? I'm doing pretty good. I think... Uh, my gosh, I can't believe it's, it's episode 100. I think it was like two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah oh, we took us a while. Gosh. To get we kind of slowed down. Yeah, we kind of yeah. slowed down. That's, well, you know, it's, it's quality, not quantity. I Thank think there's you. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, you know. Uh, my wife and I have uh, almost two-year-old running around now. So yeah. she was, uh, I think, barely pregnant last time I was, uh, you know, last time I was around. It might have just <laughs> happened, you know. I don't know. Yeah. For those uh, of you uh, who have been with us that long, back in episode 100... Jamie returned in order to assist me like a beautiful heel manager in wrestling in defeating Amy for the heavyweight championship in our trivia game. Yes. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, wait, so I'm still did. technically I the, the, social the reigning media. champ. Yeah. Yeah. We did a whole wrestling well, angle where he we, came in. Which one did we do in the, the garage? Was that 50? That was 50. That was 50. And I was, oh, okay. and I was working behind the scenes on 50. So I remember oh. the Michael Caine impressions michael yes and you right. were smack dab in the middle of the table what a person what, what impersonation again i've seen it. it's a ruby the size of a tangerine <laughs> <laughs> right on the shores of a river yep still i've seen so it so good so good <laughs> oh, so yeah good. still uh my that's you know what that's really the the, the pinnacle of my podcasting Are career thus far so ready ready <laughs> jamie i'm gonna set you up still haven't given up on me alfred Say it again. Oh, it's cutting out. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> certain certain audio pitches. It was just it was too musical and too magical for me. <laughs> um, so, Jamie, being being a not so new dad anymore. Um, I, I mean, we we know in the background we can see you're you're watching the animated. You got the flashpoint. So um, good. one of the so best good. of all time. How's how's your how's your comic uh, consumption going on? Being a dad, being a busy man. Yeah, so I have um, anything that I could get my daughter into comic-wise, we've, we've got. So uh, superhero apparel, of course, but then we have uh, the little hardback books for all of the DC comics. Of course, mm-hmm. DC, nice. Raising a Right, 
DC Comics uh, children's books uh, about girl power, about colors and shapes and ABCs and one, two, threes. Nice. Uh, you know, there's really a really great uh, array of all the heroes actually represented in these books, which is pretty awesome. She always sees Martian Manhunter and always says daddy because he's uh, bald. Uh, I guess green. I don't know. <laughs> uh, she will say that for Superman sometimes too. So I shed a tear from time to time. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but usually it's Lex Luthor and uh, Martian <laughs> Manhunter that she's <laughs> usually sees his daddy. Uh, she calls her Superman loving father Lex Luthor. Ow. <laughs> and and my wife gets Wonder Woman all the time. So, all the time. Well, yeah. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not uh, too hot on her yet. But yes. we'll, 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 we'll reshape those behaviors at some point. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and then um, just trying to get back into reading. You know, I take to reading like uh, what the ever the opposite of a moth to a flame is. <laughs> how I take to reading. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so I, you know, I try, um, but I, you know, I wanted to, I know the Sandman starting up, so I really want to reread that again. It's yes. just been a while since I read that. So that's what I want to kind of get into. I've been watching a lot of the, um, you know, like the boys and umbrella yeah. Academy, doom patrol, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the visual arts, you know, those are, um, well, I guess comics are visual art too, but the motion picture arts, the, the, yes. the, the mobile. Because if movie, I remember right, yeah. your 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 wife was the first one. She read Umbrella Academy before any of us. Yeah, I, I remember because yeah. I was just like I had never heard, I hadn't even heard of it at that point, and I was like, oh okay. And then that actually led me to check it out. Yeah, and she uh, she loves Gerard Way so much. Um, yeah. Kind of a little unhealthy, maybe a little unhealthy. Maybe I get a, <laughs> a little jealous from time to time. But yeah, I actually for her birthday got her a signed Gerard Way copy of one of the books. Uh, nice. nice which is pretty awesome. So, and this was a few years back, but yeah, she really, uh, she really took to that. And I mean, season two was freaking awesome. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but I've just been kind of getting a little bit, uh, I, I'm liking the weird way, some of these shows and, and, and the willingness, some of these companies are, 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 they're willing to go darker and they're willing to go weirder. I think more than anything, right. I think for a long time, mm-hmm. people always confuse dark and gritty with like Nolan's Batman and they try to replicate that. But I think a lot of comic book people uh, that are, you know, comic book nerds, we like to just be in like, we like to get weird with it. Right. And I don't yeah. think mm-hmm. it, it's, I think for the longest time, these moronic students, you know, people in these suits that think they understand what people want have been trying to make it darker, darker. And it's not really what we want. We want it. I want it weirder. I want to yeah. like question what I just saw sometimes. And mm-hmm. Um, I think we're finally starting to get to that. So I'm excited about it. I'm really excited that, you know, maybe by the time, uh, you know, Snyder cut comes around, my daughter might be seven or eight. She's only two right now. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> or maybe wonder woman, right? Maybe yeah. I finally get oh, to get to theaters to see wonder woman. But, uh, you know, I'm excited about, you know, seeing what's coming up in the future, uh, of, of all of the, the different mediums mm-hmm. I, I, you see more and more, um, gosh, more and more just, just love for the 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 stories and the characters becoming more mainstream, which is really exciting. Which means more money gets poured into it, which uh, means just going to be something for everybody. So yeah, and I think I, I, I mean I can't even watch everything anymore because there's just way too much. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so I get to pick and choose, and that's not a bad problem to have. And I think you can attribute that to both DC and Marvel content. When you had like in DC, you had Watchmen in 2009, which mm-hmm. was weirding out there for most mainstream people mm-hmm. who didn't read comics. 
when Marvel did Guardians, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. Those were outside of the norm for people when it came to those comic book heroes. And now today we have Umbrella Academy, you have The Boys, you have a lot more, uh, uh, a lot more, um, they're really willing to test the waters more now with content because people have responded so well to those attempts in the past. So it's like, Let's if, just get weird. Let's just get you, weird. If yeah. you watch Doom Patrol, if, if mm-hmm. at any point, if you watch Doom Patrol, you're just going to be like, I'm sorry, they're they're getting teleported down the throat of a donkey, and that donkey is a door, and now that donkey's going to explode, and a city <laughs> is going to reappear. Like, it was, it's super fucking weird. But I think Jamie actually hit the nail on the head there. It's not like, it's dark, but it's not always like, it has to depress you, or the yep. lighting has exactly. to be dark. Yep. Like, right. could, like the brood dark, all the time. Yeah, dark yeah. humor is a thing too. Exactly. Like, just yeah. kind of like, like rolling with the the weird punches and how we deal with it. Like that's mm-hmm. not, you know, it doesn't have to be grit. Grit can be part of it, but you yeah. know, it can also be again like like Doom Patrol and the Umbrella Academy, just kind of just out there a little a little weird. And again, test like you like you're saying, like changing the way we look at superheroes, not just. You know they have to be dark. They have to be you know Superman, super cheesy. Like there's there's middle ground and there's there's yeah. a lot of room to play. Right. For the longest time, people always you get the the idea confused that I want to understand what it would be like if a superhero lived in my world. Yeah, that's okay. But as the viewer, as the reader, I'd much rather be immersed in their world. I want to be part of their world and experience things from what that looks like. And I'm, so often I I watch like Doom Patrol or things like that. And I feel like I'm like coming off some sort of like weird fucking acid trip or something like that. I'm like, I feel like I'm hungover, but in a good way, because I was not in my own reality at that time. I was able to, you know, be transported into a different, um, different place in time and space. And I mean, come on, that's who doesn't want stuff like that. That, That's, that's, you know, it's exciting. They're starting to hit the the nail on the head a little bit. Um, you know, we'll see how it how it goes. Uh, that Suicide Squad looks pretty awesome too, right? The, yeah, they, they, they finally <laughs> gonna get yeah. that right. That's how it feels yeah. watching Lovecraft Country right now. And that's not even based on a comic book; it's based on an actual book. But comics play a part in some of the characters' lives. But Lovecraft Country is the same thing. It's an acid trip every time you finish watching. But it also touches on current events. It touches on on the Jim Crow era and all that. Just it intertwines everything so well together where it's like that's fucking out there and i love this show to death because of it yeah i gotta check that out oh it's good and the watchman if you haven't seen oh it. The oh, HBO yeah. oh yeah watchman was good i really enjoyed watchman gosh did you all have a big uh a long podcast on that episode on the uh season oh, yeah we, 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 we talked about watchman we talked about uh doomsday clock the comic mm-hmm. um yeah. which because because you know they were both sequels to watchman and and the way they kind of compared um and because it's we, we didn't we didn't quite love doomsday clock the way we loved the watchman series you know? yeah yeah well it's so interesting doomsday clock started out interesting i i kind of liked the end of it i didn't really read the in-betweens i was like i really want to know how this finished up <laughs> and so i kind of you know i read the, the last little bit of it i was like interesting i yeah. wonder how they got here interesting Mm-hmm. Uh, Watchmen. I mean, I remember watching some of those scenes, thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'm getting goosebumps on my neck because I know where this is about to go. Yeah, <laughs> and her, her fucking husband's going to be Doctor Manhattan. Are you kidding me? Spoiler, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. We already spoiled it. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit! But not what I liked about that, and this is what 
what I was worried about with, uh, you know, lost guy, Lindelof, 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 mm-hmm. Lindelof, Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah. Lindelof. Okay. Lindelof. Okay. Either way, whatever is that you get caught up in answering, um, all these questions that everyone have along the way that you lose track of what your actual story is going to be to begin with, you know, cause there's, but that's good because in, in my mind, I got to go to places where I think this world is and it get, I get to keep it that way. Right. It gets mm-hmm. to be whatever it is in my head. Like you wonder with that guy with the lube and sliding down the sewer. We never <laughs> have to see him again. Never saw him so again. I'm like, like what the fuck's going on in this world right now? And we don't get any <laughs> answers to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't part of the it wasn't part of the narrative. It was just uh, well, it was part of the narrative in the sense that it's part of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. but it's not. That's not what the story is about. And when you think of uh, you know, I mean, as as it relates to real life, right? There's so many things that are going on around us that we try to make part of our own reality. That it's like, dude, it's not. Just let that be where it is. Yeah. Just back the fuck off and worry about your own main storyline, right? Because and- there's so much that we need to worry about uh, in our own lives and our own storyline to make sure we we don't fuck ourselves over mm-hmm. that we get caught up in the stuff that we can't control so much. And so, eh, I don't know. It was pretty awesome. And again, that series responsible for teaching half the country history. It did know in that first episode, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Half the country didn't know anything about that. Well, I was so surprised too. Uh, and I don't know if it's because I was, I grew up outside of Washington, DC. And I remember learning about that at a super early age. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, and it was just like, my wife's like, I never knew about that. And I'm yeah. like, I guess I, you just don't really you know, you don't know what, like I'm right outside the nation's capital. Maybe, maybe that influenced the kind of history that I was learning. I don't really know, but it's, uh, it was, it was, yeah, very surprising. Uh, it's when to, entertainment can change, uh, perspectives mm-hmm. is what that, that moment did. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, yeah. We, we, we continue to gush about the Watchmen series. So I have a, a question then, because I've been really into the boys. I'm two episodes behind right now. Uh-huh. Is everybody... Have everyone caught up, watched it, and things like that? Uh, as of uh, the recording of this uh, episode, I know a new episode has dropped, and I have not watched it yet. By the way, other than that, I'm caught up. I think I'm like two episodes back. So I'm – Homelander's starting to lose it. I mean he's always <laughs> like – right. He's, he's never really been there, but he's starting to lose it. Mm-hmm. And so my question and my theory here is that we find out who Black Noir is. In the coming episodes, I don't want anybody okay. hasn't happened spoiling yet. it for me. Okay, it hasn't happened yet. But I've not seen that yet. I think maybe it, it ends with the you know Black Noir taking off his mask and and Homelander clone underneath. Oh, okay. Do we think okay. that that's where it's going? I don't. I didn't think that they were going to go there. I thought they were going to maybe do something different with that character. But now that he's starting to lose his mind a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's going to, it's going to be a uh, Superman on Red Kryptonite for sure. Oh, he, um, he's he's Superman, Red Kryptonite, and uh, Steve Rogers as a douche. That that's what Homelander is. Oh, yeah. He's those two yeah. together, the opposite, the polar opposites of those characters. That's what he is. Yeah, that's so good. Someone's gonna I, need to bring him down. I but. need to go back in because I was I read The Boys years ago, mm-hmm. and I have not gone back and actually read it in a while to see, and I've actually kind of avoided a lot of you know a lot of comparisons. I don't know how well they're sticking to the books because for me. Yeah. Honestly, the books kind of started to get repetitive. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear the show so far hasn't. Basically, in, in the books, it kind of turned into like each arc was basically them just taking down another superhero team, working their way up to the, the seven. Mm. And it kind of got to the point where I'm like, okay, cool. Like 
it was just an excuse to not just an excuse. I shouldn't say that, but it just it kind of felt like it was. They 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 scout them out. They figure out their weaknesses. They figure out what they're doing. You know the evil things they're doing. They go in and beat the shit out of them. Now they move on. It almost kind of felt like a video game. It was just like mm-hmm. a you know next step. So I actually fell off. So I feel like I want to go back and, re- and read the books now that the series is because do we know is it getting another season? Has that been uh, three? There will be a season three. Um, and is that it? And uh, a spinoff. Spinoff as well. Yes, there's a spinoff happening because season three will have Jensen Nichols as Soldier Boy. Oh yeah. God, his story sucks. <laughs> I hope I hope he's ready. That's a, that's he, a rough story. Kind of has a foot in the door because Kripke, Supernatural creator, is the creator of the boys series. So it's like, yeah. hey, since mm. Supernatural's done, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, can, I, can, nice. can, I, can, I, can I get uh, can, can I do sexual favors quick? to Homelander can I get real quick, and, and, be a, and be a you know a less cool Captain America? What? Can I get in there, please? Huh? Well, yeah. to your uh, point, uh, Barry, they really haven't done any of that in season two yet. It's like I'm yeah. waiting for that to happen. And yeah. it's just like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of character building, a lot of story building. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very, very slow burn, which is it's nice. A long, it was a long book series too. Like I, I felt like I was getting so many trades deep and I was just kind of like, I don't, it, I, I think now I probably have a, you know, a, a more appreciation for it. I also have like, I'm like, uh, what's the hot dog eating guy? The guy who holds the world record for the hot dog. Yeah, Chestnut. Yeah. 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 Joey Chestnut. Chestnut yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like that with comics now. Like I have trained myself to be able to like, like consume 50 issues in a day. Like it's nothing. So I feel like now <laughs> I could probably burn through the boys pretty quick. Um, cause I want to go back and, and especially now that the series, cause I feel like it was, um, it's one of those ones that, it, uh, I didn't quite see it coming that it was going to get picked up. And, and what, once it did, I was like, ah, of course, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Like given like the, the type of, superhero stuff that we're seeing right now like the boys was like the clear next mm-hmm. step you know we, we wanted to get that you know the superheroes are actually the bad guys kind of a situation which is solid it's pretty awesome seth rogan i mean is chalking up all the nerd stuff he loved so much growing up because he did produced preacher he, he produced preacher and then he did this. he produced the boys he's gonna be a voice in uh invincible nice that's just so seth rogan is just chalking up all his, all his nerd well he's doing one of my favorite properties which one? Team NT. That's right. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's loving Although, the future life right now. Yeah. I, you know, Seth Rogen, I'm sure, I mean, he's, and I'm sure he's fine, a good enough guy. He seems fine to me. <laughs> uh, I just wonder if, if you his, only have issues with Pratt, man. Why you got to be with Seth Rogen now? What's going on? <laughs> I, I don't have issues with, with Pratt. He had issues with me. Pratt apparently. has issues with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it falls with Seth Rogen. I just want to make sure, like, Turtles is a fine balance of, it's kind of a property for kids, kind of a property for teens and comic nerds. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like for our generation because we grew up with it. And like the 2012 series, I thought was an awesome, uh, it was on Nickelodeon. That mm-hmm. one was really, really awesome. My boys enjoyed uh, it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I would just, you know, like stoner humor. I don't really think like complete stoner humor is TMNT. Yeah. It's like, it, right. Surfer like dude. The, it's more, yeah, it's more surfer dude. Not Spicoli. Kind of, yeah. Right. <laughs> more point and break. Less. There you go. Stuff, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, are have you heard the news about the turtles comics? What the, the Ronin comic that's coming? I, I've seen some stuff. 
on like oh. my newsfeed that flips through, but I really haven't gotten too deep into it. So basically only one turtle is alive. Three of the others have been murdered and that one turtle is trying to avenge their death. We don't know which turtle it is yet though. They haven't said which turtle oh. is the one that's still alive. Everyone was assuming it was Michelangelo like myself because the picture they used was with orange, but it was from a different piece of art that was not tied to Ronan, but... We don't know yet, but there will be only one turtle who is avenging the deaths of his three brothers, which is Ooh, just heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I'm in for that one. There was an episode <laughs> in the 2012 series that like took place in a Mad Max style, um, like not too distant future. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty wild. Like Michelangelo, some, some guru that just lives out in, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Donatello had been killed was able to download his consciousness into a robot so he was like a robot turtle that was moving around he pulled tony stark nice yeah and then raf was just totally like a mad max like you know (laughs) that makes sense he had a little beard going and Mm -hmm. our uh our boys do thoroughly enjoy the original 1990 turtles movie they have seen it and they have thoroughly they've they've seen all three they've seen all three i do believe they prefer the first one from what i've heard from them um they know what's good for them they will Exactly. exactly. That's the best of the three. <laughs> and uh, however, the problem is that every time we do show it, um, the our youngest, Thomas, does like to quote Raphael quite a bit. A specific line <laughs> that Raphael utters in that movie. So when, you're, when we're done watching the movie and we hear Tommy down the hall, damn, Thomas, no. <laughs> Only Raphael says that, not you. Oh, damn. that's so good. <laughs> but that I mean, movie gets me every time. It's you go back and watch it, and it was like the Batman Begins of the Turtles. It was yeah, dark real world. The the youth being abducted by the Shredder's uh, Shredder's ideas and his brainwashing, and the Turtles night. It was really well done. They just it got it so right. I mean, it yes. was just so good. And then when they're on, they're in the um, they're meditating near the fire on the farm, and Splinter yeah. comes up. He's like, Dude. "I love you, my sons. The feels. I care for you deeply." The and feels. then uh, Mikey's like got just tears streaming down his face. I'm like, oh gosh, that scene hits different. Thirty six years old, and I can't keep it together. Yes, yes. As yeah. a, as as a parent now, the 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 splinter scenes with the turtles hit harder now as 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 parents. So it's yeah, like, mm, mm, my yeah. sons, so good. Oh, oh, the feels. Yeah, <laughs> and what what else are you guys talking about on this thing nowadays? <laughs> now that we almost <laughs> cried about Splinter and his sons. <laughs> I mean, all, all kinds of shit. Well, probably tonight <clears throat> we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little news. As Steve says, a couple news stories we're gonna cover, mm-hmm. um, and we're actually covering uh, a little bit of. Uh, I'm blanking all of a sudden. Over the garden wall. Thank you. Wow, jeez, my brain, my brain hurt. Um, dad brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dad brain caused by cold, caused by child. Yes, that yes. is very true. And oh, the circle is complete. Yeah, the circle is complete. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about over the garden wall a little bit. Um, and uh, a little, a little, starting a little sprinkling of spooky stuff, getting ready for October. You know what I'm saying? You know, my favorite. <laughs> you know, stuff I like. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobbing my head like this. The long Halloween. I mean, oh. what? What are you thinking of the uh, of the Batman? Matt Reeves Batman first look. Oh, it, it felt. I think Tom texted me the quote that I've been using ever since, and that it's if Nolan got together with David Fincher and they made a Batman movie. Thank you. That's yeah. I was trying to understand. That's, that's like, it's, it's seven for Batman. Aesthetic. 
Yeah, it's Fight Club in seven, but in Batman's world. Yeah, exactly. I was like, because it was, I mean, it looked dark. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, you know, Dark Knight was, again, it's like, it's different. It's like, it's this idea dark, of. It, Nolan's it, was like, a hopeful dark where it's dark, mm-hmm. but Bruce is still hope in right. the city of Gotham. This is just, is Bruce Okay. You're kind of asking yeah. throughout the whole he's, yeah, spoiler. He's not okay. He's not okay. He's not okay. He's, not okay. Yeah. he's nowhere close. <laughs> and they picked. I mean, as some again, we went over how I was happy with the actor pick at first. Then I got hung up on the whole gym thing and was proven wrong because it was a quote taken out of context. I'm all behind Pattinson right now. I have to make the disclaimer, Barry. I, I'm at least pointing out my faults where I messed up briefly. Okay, <laughs> pointing out that I was okay with Pattinson. Got upset about he wasn't working out when really it's not what he said. Whatever. Um, but having seen Pattinson in the lighthouse recently and seeing that he – because Barry and I talked about this. He's already a weird guy in real life. So he can handle the weird dark stuff like it's nothing. And seeing lighthouse, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can do the type of Batman they're trying to get here. And that tra- I mean, it's only a trailer, but hmm. – <laughs> Yeah. I, like I mean, it. it's uh, it, it's crazy. Makes uh, Zack Snyder look like he's he's re- rebooting a Care Bear movie. <laughs> I'm still trying to find in the credits if David Fincher is anywhere involved. See, I'm still trying to figure. Basically, that. basically that like with with the Batman, they're like, hey, let's take this character who you know is known for having like these these darker episodes and and dark and, and anxiety ridden you know psych, psycho thriller moments, and let's like just keep going that direction. And Snyder's like, you know what, no. Let's have Superman break someone's neck. That's how I'm going <laughs> to go. Let's make some fights happen. It, it, it's just nice that we got a little bit of the detective in every previous Batman movie. There was a little bit of detective work mixed in with all the action. And now it looks like you're going to get a full-blown detective movie from yeah. Batman. Which I, I, I like because I don't, I don't want it to all just be about like like tech. You know, yeah, like, like we the, know he obviously can fight. the tech. Yeah, we know he could fight. And we know the tech is important. Like, I, you know, obviously the... You know, having the uh, the system scanning like every camera to find the Joker was a little yeah. like that's not really detective work. That's that's just there was hacking. him drilling you know, like the brick that's and SP, the bullet uh, and the fragments, yeah. all that. Yeah, that's what we yeah. call like, uh, invasion of privacy. Is exactly. What we really, yeah, that, that's, and espionage. <laughs> I think is a really good way, but that was more like super spy and less like yeah, detective. Right, exactly. Like I really yeah. like the idea of it being a little, a little, a little more. You know, a little more Sherlock Holmes. A little more yes. like the the commissioner and everyone's there. Then they tape off the crime scene and let him be a detective and then Give get his out. time. You know, yeah. like I, I hope I, I, I like that idea. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, I know you guys have had like two and a half years to talk about all this stuff. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, you know, man, you're trying to play catch up, you know, <laughs> no, that, that, everyone's that, like, we've that, heard this shit already. No, that sigh for me was I, I need NyQuil. That's the, that was that sigh for me. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> some tea, some tea. Uh, pumpkin, uh, caramel pumpkin brevet from Dutch Bros. That's what I need. Uh, the Imperial Pumpkin uh, Ale from Elysian is pretty good, too. Yeah. Am I saying yeah. Right? Is it Elysian? You know, beer, is, beer is, you know, right up my alley, especially I know, when, man. I'm, when I'm feeling sick. Beer hey, is I, what I need. Hey, I know you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't been doing this for 16 years, and you're getting that wrong. <laughs> Shit. He's more of that uh, powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the crushed up. Yeah, all uh-huh. that sugar. Yeah. The baby Advil. Yeah, baby Advil. Was it the, the, was the 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 John Mulaney joke? It's like it's like at least if, if you had baby Advil, like 
you, ha- you have something you could use. Like, who knows? You might have children eventually. Like, and you got all this baby Advil. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, good shit. J- Jamie, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for always popping in every 50 episodes now. Great having you, you know? on, man. Like, yeah, I can't wait till the uh, bicentennial. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll see you at 200. We'll, we'll get there hopefully at a, at a steadier pace now that we're back up to 200. That's the other thing is we were, we were like cranking out an episode a week. Then we like took yeah. a little bit of a break. Then we went down to one episode a month um, just because the the sheer just babies, babies, babies everywhere. And, and, the, and the stress of producing that much content was just uh, some of us. Some of us went a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Bonkers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so but now now we're back. Yeah, where the fuck is Tom, by the way? I come back. I travel all this way to get back here for the 150th episode. <gasps> you fly. You fly around. You fly from your little part of the world. He's hey, you know. I walk from my couch downstairs up to my bedroom. <laughs> resting you guys on my laundry basket here with Flashpoint oh. playing in the background. Look at the so now, now that you say that, I actually feel really bad. We didn't invite Tom for this episode. We're, <laughs> we're awful. God well, is he it. is he streaming tonight? I mean, it's not Thursday thir- Thirsty Thursdays with Tom. I don't but. I don't know who does Tuesdays now that. Listen, what is I he remember streaming? Who wants to watch him do anything like? <laughs> okay, I Gosh, will I send you so that. I will make sure they send you the link so you me. can make fun of him in the Twitch. He's gonna <laughs> text me because he he texted me after listening to the Watchmen episode, and I said I said something about I think about like Snyder, and he's like, "Hey man, what the fuck?" I'm like, oh, "Well, <laughs> Jamie's gonna get on here and not just be like, he's gonna be like, dude, why'd you let Jamie back in?'" Listen, I've always set my reminder that every 50 episodes is Jamie. I didn't add Tom in that reminder, but Tom, <sighs> he's, he's nerd on. It's fine. Everyone We're, will come back for 200. Yeah. How's that? Sound? There we go. Everyone for yeah. 200. Not there everyone. We <laughs> well, we're going to, like, some of them, you're, they're in different time zones and countries. And they don't like, talk yeah. to us anymore. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. No. Where's Uncle Drew? Is he coming? <laughs> that is a great question. The, uh... He's probably angry at me still, too, for trying to make him fat. That's... Why he doesn't like me? Jamie has returned to just just stir the shit, stir, just stir the shit up of the old alumni of the Capos Crusaders. Just, just play the the uh, curb your enthusiasm Embrace the heel, Jamie. Embrace the heel. Yes. Hey, you know I've been trying to. I'll leave you with this thought, guys. I, you know I've been trying to embrace my inner Larry David a little bit more. It just it helps you get through the day. Yeah. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. No. And just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> nice. Stone Cold Jamie. I like it. Yeah. Beautiful. That's why Jamie. I'm only invited on every 50 episodes. So. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> Thank you for, for coming on for 150. Good seeing you, bro. Uh, yeah, it's great to see you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of that family. And uh, don't be a stranger. Send a carrier yeah. pigeon my way from time to time. You know? Yes, indeed. Cuckoo, Keep cuckoo. rocking the Chris Evans beard. It's yeah, beautiful. You're, you're looking you, great. Keep it going. I actually have to shave this off now. No. What the fuck? Fine. Grow it back for two hundred. I gotta do that. Yeah, it'll grow back by two hundred. Don't worry about that. We got you. It'll grow back by Tuesday. Come on, Jamie's (laughs) Tuesday. That's he's transferred here. (laughs) And down here too. I feel like it would be. I mean, gosh, I I don't even need sweaters at Christmas anymore. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Later, Oh, beautiful. That was good. Good to see Jamie. Good. Always good to see Jamie. Alumni. That's nice. Now what are we talking about? Fuck, I dude, I don't know. Um, are we still recording? <laughs> have we done the the housekeeping? We haven't done the news yet. Uh, no, we we just did the the who this episode is brought to you in part Ooh. by. And uh, we did the Jamie is awesome comeback. We, we talked Jamie. about Jamie, yeah. but when it is episode one hundred fifty, when oh. we are celebrating one hundred 
and fifty, except for some episodes we haven't done this, and 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 there's there has not been one consistent thing through every episode. I will say that because we haven't had every segment every episode. There was a time where I was almost on every episode, and then I was like, you know what, mm, I'm gonna break that streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are no longer the Undertaker. We are no longer Goldberg. Nope. Uh, our undefeated at WrestleMania. Our undefeated mm-hmm. streak nope. uh, gone via a taser from Razor Ramon. Mm. Um, <laughs> Good reference. Gone via Brock Lesnar uh, and uh, and an F five on the exposed mm. wood. Mm. The fuck all was legit. I saying? Uh, oh, uh, when we do all of that, when all those yes. things happen and all those things occur, we still like to do something for 150 times if we can, and that is go around the horn. You guys are so cute. Did, 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 away from- did you watch? <laughs> Roman and Jay. You watch Roman and Jay, right? Fuck yeah, I watch Roman and Jay, dude. That was good. That was good. (sighs) Amy. I'm all about this angle. Amy. Mm. um, I know my... Give me a link when your NyQuil wears off. My list list of wrestling matches that you need to watch, Mm. it's insane. And it's it's Mm -hmm. every every time I think about it, it's just... But the most recent... So Mm. they they put the title on Roman Reigns. They brought Roman Reigns back. Back, Universal champion. Yeah, he's he's a universal Universal. champion. He's a heel. He's a mm-hmm. he's a, he's just coming and killing everybody. He has Paul Heyman. He has Paul new, Heyman is his uh, Paul Heyman is his mouthpiece. Special counsel his manager. He's got veneers, okay. so his teeth look great. Uh, he's wrestling without Damn, a shirt on. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have new music. So he's soon. Feel, he's feeling good. He's, he's feeling, feeling his heel. So good. He's looks you know, outstanding. Cancer free now for a while. Not worried about COVID. Uh, the beast. They, they basically his his first big storyline was mm-hmm. they had a four way match to determine his number one contender. Okay. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, mm-hmm. his cousins. Uh, Jimmy is injured still, so Jay entered as a single. Jay okay. wins it. Jay and Roman are going to go head-to-head for the title. Cousin versus cousin. Jay's like, oh, this is so great. I get to wrestle my cousin. And Roman's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Legacy. You're wrestling your cousin. They play all these, show all these pictures of them as kids playing football and all this stuff. References to their family being the Wild Samoans, Rikishi, The Rock, Samoa SWAT team, Head Shrinkers. So So much legacy. Then they have legacy v legacy. Like basically, they're doing for the title of Tribal Chief, as well as the title. So they have who's the head of the table? What the way they the way they did this? They did a classic. They had them, of course, before they face each other. They have to be in Mm -hmm. a tag team. Yep. Against someone else. Jay does the majority of the work. Jay's getting beat up, and Roman comes in at the end for the finisher, gets all the glory, and they raise each other's hands up, and there's a little bit of like side mm-hmm. eye. Slow, like, yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay's basically thinking, I grew up with this guy. He'll be cool. We'll have a we'll have a great match. And no. meanwhile, Roman is just become this You know who g- I am? Give no fuck. Do you know who champion. I am? No. So I'm the next course, rock. Roman Roman Reigns walks out and Jay's walking down the ramp and this is before their match and Roman comes out of nowhere just Superman punches him boom <gasps> and then they have an amazing match that spoiler alert J- uh, Jimmy has to come from the back injured and throw in the towel because Roman won't <gasps> Roman won't pin uh, Jay he, he wants keeps he wants him to say call me the chief the call yeah. me the head of the table yeah call me the tribal chief and, no and, which and we never say it we've never no! had we've never so even though the the their family is littered throughout wrestling history from soul man years. rocky johnson to Over high chief peter mavea all the way up to now with with nia Jax and 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 um 
Trinity. Rock's, Rock's daughter and going through training now. Yeah, yep. with her third knee surgery at like 19. Yeah. Jesus. <sighs> Just give her a fake one. Um, right. To have all of that history, they never like played on that history in the WWE before. Like yeah. Rikishi and Rock would go back and forth, but it wasn't about yeah. them being family. But family is, but that, that but wasn't an the element. Family is sacred. Mm-hmm. This you, is the you, family is sacred. You like knew you're it. touching in no, no, you're touching in no, yeah, no zone. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Like, this is, they, whoever is putting this together is like, Hey, do you know what we believe in? We believe in fucking your family tree. <laughs> yeah. Up. Exactly. And we're like, Holy shit, yeah. bro. No. Cause Jay is like, no. Jay's thinking I'm going to, you know, my cousin's the champion. He's I'm going to get the match. Times. Exactly. Like, great, he's excited. He's excited. Oh, this is, mm-mm. it was, no, it, it's the no. first good writing the WWE has had in a couple of years. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like, I'm the talent like, involved. The history behind it, the weight, and it's one of the few times where when the wrestlers are talking to each other in the ring, because you can hear them now since the crowd isn't yeah. really there. It's just, screaming. It's where I actually enjoyed the dialogue that's happening between yeah. them because it's all personal. It's all about. It's all family related. It's all who's the chief. We've been we've known each other since we were six and seven, and just and that talking going back and forth. Even through all that, what we also have for the first time in a while, we have a resistant Paul Heyman. Yes. We have a Paul Heyman who's not quite down with how violent (gasps) he was being, even though he's, he's been down with Brock Lesnar taking elbows to foreheads and busting him open. Yeah. And he was, he was a, you know, fine with, with Brock being dominating, but even he was kind of like, this might be too much. This is too much. Yeah. He like yelled at Jay to say, just, oh no, that's right. Jay wouldn't say it. And Paul was like, you're the tribal chief. Yeah. You're the tribal chief. There. Yeah, he How's he that? was trying to get it. Yeah. He wanted it to end. So yeah. we finally have a Roman as a heel unleashed, which talking, he's doing okay. He's he, His talking is fine. But the fact that overwhelmingly Paul Heyman is his mouthpiece, always great for mm-hmm. anybody from Brock to Kurt to Big Show, CM mm-hmm. Punk, uh, Kurt Axel. If you're a Paul C- Cesaro, if you're a Paul Heyman guy. You're you don't have to worry because you're you're if your promos are only so so, he's gonna keep he's gonna Paul's make gonna you look sell great. It for you. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, everyone played that video clip of when Roman uh when he lost his train of thought halfway through a promo on Cena and he just stopped talking and Cena's like, I'll wait, I'll wait for you to finish. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, like it was bad. Oh. So now you get to see what a fully unleashed monster Roman Reigns is with new moves. He's got oh. new moves in his moves that he did a, a, a kind of a modified Rough Rider, Zach, Zach mm-hmm. Ryder's finisher yep. with the leg over the top. Like he's looking good. Dude, I loved how they, in the promo package before the match, when they show the buildup, when they refer to that video of them playing football together twice, when it's got them circled, it shows little kids. This is like Pop Warner. And like, no. it's, they're all, they're, cause they call him Joe. Roman Reigns' real name is Joe. Joe, Jay, what are you doing? And it just shows the two side by side. Fast forward to the beating that's happening right yeah. now. I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah. so well that's, done. That's that's some that's some late '90s writing right there. Right, you know, exactly. That's, that's some. Hey, we're not going to make it weird and make it a paternity thing or nope. someone's no. wife is cheating uh, on them. We're going to make it nope. family, family versus. This family. is no. This is this is. Ugh. Were we going to talk about is, comics? This has been your around so. the horn. This has gone around the ring. <laughs> yeah, around the, the ring. In, there we go. You've gone round the ring. S- side note: Do you think down the road, maybe months from now? Rikishi and Rock get incorporated in this. So, like I'm not saying they have to wrestle. Gonna, I'm just saying them gonna there come in and say or something. Stuff. Like there's going to be some standing up. Yeah, the family's like. There's, mm. there's, so here's here's my this, this here's I'm my nervous. thought. Here's my here's what I think. Um, 
they can't go too all in with the Usos because uh, I can't remember. I always forget if it's Jimmy or Jay has had a lot of run-ins with the law in the last couple of years. A lot of DUIs, domestic issues. I think it's Jimmy. Might be Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. Since, since maybe because Jay got the push, maybe the Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, so there's a little bit. There's the inconsistencies there. Um, you also kind of had that bloodline thing a couple years ago. Um, Rikishi's training. He's got a school open right now. Um, mm-hmm. and he's kind of doing things with the other, the other members of his family, like yeah. the, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Is it the Samoan werewolf? I'm trying to remember. There's, there's, there's a bunch of fat twos and, and, and guys out there right now. Um, this is why I don't know if the rock will be involved. Uh, the rock endorsed Joe Biden. And Trump's friend know. Is, is Trump. So it's, it's I don't a, know. Vince McMahon yeah. is a Trump guy. Yeah. I know. But, but they but have Vince, this whole undying friendship with yeah, and, and Rock Vince, and even, Trip Love. Even Triple H though loves him. Vince supports Trump, he doesn't support like politics in the locker room. Like there was that, there's that guy, um, can't remember, they, they have that Forgotten Sons like tag team in NXT. And the one dude is like a super vocal, like I think he's a vet super vocal pro cop, super vocal mm-hmm. pro Trump. And basically like he's getting buried right now. And like, they actually took them out of a storyline and a bunch of people are like, even though Vince probably voted for Trump, Vince of course voted for Trump. Him, he doesn't yeah. want you doing that. Like if, if yeah. you're, if you're coming in like, like ruffling feathers like that, talking about politics, mm-hmm. Vince will punish you for it. Even if he agrees. And I um, think, and I think they're the ones where the McMahon family and especially triple H, they, they, their friendship their history with Rock supersedes they, all that. Supersedes all of that. Like they understand he does that, but if Rock is like free, they want him to come on the yeah. show. They like, want because Rock, Rock even said when he when like he made the announcement that he was endorsing Joe Biden and, and uh, uh, Kamala Harris. He literally said like I have friends in both parties. Mm-hmm. Like he was obviously referencing the fact that you know a lot of wrestlers are mm-hmm. confusingly Republicans. Um, I know, but Mick yeah. Foley is the one I know who's outright not. It's honestly what it comes what it comes down to. And Austin's is, become, I think, more liberal as years have gone on. When when your status and you, when your healthcare and your retirement and everything is tied into your employment, and your employer actively works to keep you as a contractor that that won't get those benefits, I don't mm-hmm. understand how you could support him and lawmakers who feel similar ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disappointing that one of the few wrestlers who was actually working to unionize wrestlers. Uh, I recently had a, a a sexual assault harassment scandal uh, to be like, okay, cool. If you could not do all that and then help. That'd be great. Great. But That'd you're be great. Asshole. Thanks. Yeah. Fuck dude. Um, anyway. Hey comics. Fuck. Hey, uh, we went, we went round the ring. There are wrestling <laughs> comics. Here's the, I'm yes, okay with the, this. this. This is episode 150, which basically it just, just proves it's the amalgam. We jumped the shark exactly. and a half. We we brought back Jamie. We swear now, sons of bitches. We got some. You got me really excited about like a a storyline that I'm like, holy shit, and it's not, balls, it, it, dude. It, it, like it, it's not canned or contrived. Like it lasted. It, I think the perfect uh, amount of time. It was a pretty good. Um, I don't know if it's like necessarily over now. It probably is over, but uh, it it's you you could go back and and catch up on it pretty quick, but also it didn't feel super rushed. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of times I feel like recently the, the, there's no build up, there's there's no slow burn in wrestling. Um, like I was listening to this podcast and they talk about how back in the day, like you would have 
like you'd build this feud between like two bad guys like they bumped each other in the locker room or they bumped each other on the way out of an interview in like wcw and they would just like dance around each other for six months you mm-hmm. know or even back in the 2000s um when batista was the the wwe champion and uh triple h was heavyweight champion mm-hmm. and jbl was calling himself the wrestling god yep and him and triple h like bumped into each other and it was just kind of and, and they did but that was it and then they but yeah. they were kind of built they kind of spar back and forth mm-hmm. just being bad guys being bad guys the slow burn is lost in the wwe now and the know? guys who who have like had rivalries off and on way back to the start of their career like rock and triple h they were wrestling each other when it was hunter hurst helmsley the 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 um uh what was the, the, connecticut, the connecticut blue blood the Connecticut Blue Bud yeah. versus Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia. Uh, and then they went up to the intercontinental status where they're Rock and Triple H, Triple H DX, Rock uh, Nation. And Austin and Rock were the same thing. They were battling for the intercontinental title when he was still Rocky Maivia. Yeah. And how those angles like evolved over, what, seven years of climbing the ladder. And that took a while to earn that respect those names have with each other right now. And I mean – what got me wanting to watch the whole Roman J thing was, of course, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm a biased love toward anything in the Anawai family. I'm all about everything in the family. The story itself, even if it wasn't those two, was fantastic. So the fact that it has that added weight of that legacy, I'm like, I want to see where this goes. I'm all for it. I like this. And do you know what I want to see where this goes? Mm. You want to go with it, Doc, or is no, the rest of this wait, episode? Wait for you. Because I'd like to go over the garden. Hey. Oh. <laughs> hey, my gosh. Wait. She did it. Wait, Steve, do we have news? Oh, shit. Yeah, we have some news, but it's quick news. Right. You know what? So we're going to jump back over the wall. Back over the wall. We're, uh, we're going to be like. It isn't like. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to say, here's some news. California's so, on fire again. It's uh, again. again. It never really stopped. Uh, Wine country uh, is gone. Yeah, uh, my uh, cousin Reading is south of southwest of Reading is on fire yeah, again my, too. Yeah, uh, my cousin's job burned down. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, everyone was evacuated. It wasn't. It was okay. Uh, and then as family friends are staying with my father-in-law because uh, they had to be evacuated. Smokes and enough I didn't mean that with the gender what? reveals. Forest <laughs> management is what we need, guys. We need to go Forest rake some stuff. Management. Let's go rake. Let's go rake. Yeah, let's go rake so some. Much. Let's go rake some two foot tall grass. That because burns. so intelligent, so intelligent. So news. Best Fuck. words. Uh, so news. yeah, if you follow news, us please. on social media, which you should, uh, you Hell may yes. have caught the news that I'm bringing up to you right now. But I thought I'd at least give it to our listening audience in case hey. they've all gone the Manderson route and no longer want social media. Yeah, same so. Here. And Jimmy, yes, how are the Jimmy route? So first off, the MCU is getting mm-hmm. two additions to their universe. Two. First mm-hmm. off, I'm going to give you uh, from Lovecraft Country, Mr. Jonathan mm. Majors. He will be in the next Ant-Man installment as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror. So as, yes, as a fan of Lovecraft Country, Jonathan Majors is fantastic. I, I do kind of like Journey Smollett more, but Jonathan Majors is great in it. And I'm happy to see his addition into the MCU. That's some uh, acting chops going into a very talented universe. Uh, and I could see him going toe-to-toe with Kunu. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> Lang. And uh, <laughs> so uh, going against Ant-Man and Wasp. So he will be King the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. Unaware if that will include other 
MCU films. All we know for sure is that he will be in Ant-Man 3. Two. That's all that's said right now. Uh, the other addition to the MCU is Miss Tatiana Maslany, who was mm-hmm. in uh, Perry Mason, the recent HBO series Perry Mason, produced by Team Downey, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. So mm-hmm. there could be her, could be the door mm-hmm. that may have been. Maybe RDJ was like, hey, maybe check this one out. She might be pretty good for you. Uh, she was also an orphan black as well. Mm-hmm. She has been cast as She-Hulk. So she will be portraying She-Hulk in the series. They're making that a TV series. Yeah, it's the Disney, Disney Plus, Plus series. Uh, Jennifer, 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 last name. She-Hulk's last name. Oh. oh. Jennifer. Uh. Jennifer. I just call it Jennifer. It's not Banner. It's not Banner. She's not a Banner. But she's his cousin. She's his cousin. She's his cousin, but she's not not Banner. But Jennifer. She's Jen. She's a lawyer. uh, I have only seen Tatiana in Perry Mason, but she was fantastic in that. Sorry, hang on. My my, my sinuses were literally just so I couldn't even. uh, uh, Walters. Sorry. Thank you, Jennifer Walters. Thank you. Thank you. So, did you see Uh, the way I was? I'm going to get you some more meds. (laughs) What? What is happening? I need some. Dude, so uh, if you I've keep seen saying her. you need tea, I'm gonna drive down there and be like, "Here's all of my tea. Here's your Take tea. the tea. Like some tea. Spill the tea." Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So she's gonna be She-Hulk. That's gonna be awesome. She was really good in Perry Mason. Um, that series is fantastic. Or- so. Orphan Black is the other thing she's known for. Yeah. Orphan mm-hmm. Black. She was in as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was she the main um, character? Mm, I don't believe so. Okay. When I saw her on the list of the filmography, she was not like the first name you saw. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but what she, what I saw of her in Perry Mason, she did a really good job. Um, so HBO just launching some talent into the MCU right there for yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And third and final news story I have for you, more comic news, uh, going back to our earlier conversa- conversation with Jamie, at this year's Emmys, uh, mm-hmm. when it came to the limited series category, the Watchmen pretty much cleaned house in that. So <laughs> what we had for them, uh, outstanding supporting actor in a limited series by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who was, of course, Cal, who later we found out was Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Uh, the queen herself, Regina King, took home outstanding actress in a limited series. So good. The, oh, they also won outstanding writing in a limited series for my favorite episode, This Extraordinary Being, so the good. backstory of Hooded Justice. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, the top prize, outstanding limited series, went to mm-hmm. Watchmen. That wasn't the only awards that won. There were like technical awards they won, or like in the, earlier in the week, like cinematography and art direction. But on the main Emmys night, they took home those four trophies. It was really cool to see uh, Damon Lindelof there, accepting for both the writing of the series and directing. And he was wearing a T-shirt that said, "Remember Tulsa, nineteen twenty-one." On his uh, shirt there, um, and his in his speech he did thank not just Dave Gibbons. He thanked first Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. So while Alan Moore did not sign off anything on the series, it's cool to see Damon Lindelof still showing respect to the writer who developed the original comic. So he did give Alan Moore a shout out along with Dave Gibbons. So it was really cool to see a comic book series. Uh, clean house at a television award show that isn't usually kind to mm-hmm. comic book shows. Right. Granted, the comic book shows before were the types of like the Arrowverse or the Marvel shows on Netflix, which I don't think get enough credit. The Marvel Netflix shows I thought are fantastic and deserve more credit than they got. Uh, but it was really cool to see Watchmen 
being a uh, a, a a nerd favorite and also a critically acclaimed project that just got showered with accolades. Speaking of which, I I wonder if based on the trailer we got for WandaVision, I wonder if we might see some more eyes turned towards because WandaVision seemed like it's going to be very. WandaVision's in, budget looks fantastic. And the way in the way Jamie was talking, about, it looks dark, not dark like oh, er, like grim, yeah. like dark like just like kind of all over the place like this where are you going with this yeah we got the Mm -hmm. we got the 50s we got the 60s we got their classic costumes yes like all these things like it seems kind of all over the place i'm why is vision alive with the stone in his head what's going on here i think i think that that could potentially i mean maybe turn some eyes towards awards in that regard absolutely it was just it was cool to see because i mean before we had that was you know the dark knight got nominated for Heath Ledger and for um, cinematography or sound editing, something like that. And it won those two. And it hadn't been anything for comic book movies or shows since that time. So now it's like Watchmen just blew that door open. And uh, we're happy to see it. So there is your news regarding our favorite comic-related characters and stories in our mainstream. Sick. Yay! Nice. Now, um, reporting live from Gulf, California, which allegedly is sunny and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fuck if i know man i don't know <laughs> i was stuck inside all day i don't fucking know um, you, got you got a point i know yeah, i don't have windows in my job it's depressing um what, serious? yeah well it's because we're we're in this like old you know i mean you know how school districts are like they're just the the buildings they have are just old just mm-hmm. oldness you know <laughs> It's it's a cool space, but yeah, we don't have any windows. Anyway, uh, we're gonna head uh, on over. Oh, Amy. back over the garden. Wall? There it is. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, would you like me to head this up, Doc, so you can take a little bit of an easy back on that one, homie? Because you are. <laughs> I wish people could see you right now because I, I want to give you like tea and a hat and a humidifier, breathe right strips. strips. I mean, Nyquil up the wazoo. Yeah, don't put it up there. It doesn't work well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, I mean, mucus membranes, mucus membranes. Kids, that's a joke about putting pills in my butt. Anyway, yes, mm-hmm. or or up your nose. Any place there's a soft mucus. That one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby Ad. Baby aspirin. Baby Ad. All right. <laughs> Amy, okay. You suggest we watch Over the Garden Wall. Tell us why. Tell us. Yes. So Over the Garden Wall is one of my not going to stop, not going to lie, autumn favorites. Yes, I said autumn. We have entered. Spooky or spoopy season, which, of course, if you have been a fan of the show or you just know Mr. Estevez mm-hmm. in person, he loves him this season. And I cannot blame him for it. So over the garden wall. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've loved over the garden wall actually ever since it came out in November of 2014. It is a limited series that was produced, well, shown on Cartoon Network. Is created by Patrick McHale, who was actually one of the writers for The Misadventures of Flapjack and um, Adventure Time. So Pendleton Ward gave his blessing to this. Originally, it was a short film called Tome of the Unknown Harvest Melody. So you can look it up on YouTube if you want to watch a little short film prior. Um, and it features the voices of Elijah Wood, Colin Dean as the protagonist, Wirt and Greg, and then with Melanie Linsky as the voice of Beatrice the Bluebird. Um, the series actually centers around two half-brothers who travel across mysterious woods to find their way home, encountering a variety of strange and fantastical things on their journey. 
Um, so it consists of 10 episodes with a runtime of 11 minutes for each episode. It won an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program in 2015. It currently has an ongoing comic series. And yes, I do read it. <laughs> Ba-bam. Um, and they averaged about 1.26 million viewers per episode when it was going. And mind you, this ran from November 3rd to November 7th. So it was a tune-in-once-a-night type of jam. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I recommend it for everybody. I watch it a couple times during... Usually I watch it late September, but I'm trying to be good and watch it in October. But October, November... And I'll watch it right before Christmas season or whatever. Um, it is very autumn-y in its feel. It's got a little bit of some horror elements, a little bit of Halloween. But it feels really like an autumnal like honoring of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a quite a cornucopia of other people in the cast. Uh, most notably, we've got uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah, his voice right away. As soon away. as I heard that, I was like, I fucking know that guy. I know that voice. <laughs> exactly. Um Doc hasn't made it to John Cleese yet. Yes, John Cleese is in there. Yep. Tim Curry is hidden in there mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, Chris Isaac, which is in the episode that Doc actually made it to. Doc got to see two of them. We've got uh, Shirley Mae Jones. from She's from Broadway. Tom Lennon, who was in Reno 911. Yes. Um, we've got a jazz vocalist who is, uh, his name's Blind Boy Paxton. He's in one of the, uh, the episode at the end. Um, B.B. Newith is in there, which Who, is lovely. Uh, Fraser Crane's ex-wife. You remember. <laughs> and then we've got Fred Stoller as well, who plays a horse. But he's uh, Gerard from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. <laughs> and then one of my actual favorite uh, two other people that are in there is Jack Jones, who is did the opening theme for The Love Boat for quite a long time. He's mm-hmm. saying it. Um, he plays somebody very particular. I, I don't want to spoil it for Doc. And then uh, Samuel Ramey, who is actually the American operatic bass, who Doc heard speak a few times during the first episode. Um, so, yeah, um, it's my favorite thing in the freaking like, universe. I have no shame. I will plug this all day. There are people that haven't seen it that I'm literally like, guess what you're going to be doing this, you know, saw wind <laughs> slash autumn <laughs> slash... <laughs> Forever for the rest of your life. You have to watch it. And I forcibly pushed it on both of you guys. And so I'm winning. Mm-hmm. She just threw it in her face and said, watch this. Watch it. Well, I now so I, I, I mentioned this before the episode. I thought. First off, there was I, I never knew where to find it. Um, there was there was a while where like Amy was like, oh, I'll let you borrow the DVDs. And I was like, all right, cool. But like, I didn't I was. What are DVDs? Yeah. I still have it on DVD. It's available on Hulu, Stars, and now HBO Max. Exactly. Once I saw that it was on HBO Max, I was like, cool. Like, I can add this to my list. Um, But I was under the impression, for whatever reason, I thought it was like, for a long time, I thought it was a movie. Then I thought it was a really long season. And then I was just very confused. And then I come to find out, no, it's fucking 11 to 12 minute episodes. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Like, I could do that. I could knock that out. Um, And... It, of course, I wasn't able to start knocking it out until I was setting up my equipment for this episode. Um, so I only got two episodes, but still, I was like, cool, I burned through two of them. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Of course it is. It's Elijah Wood, um, who's, you know, one of my favorite hobbits ever. And and partnered up with somebody again on an adventure. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, <laughs> pairing up on an odd adventure and just terrified <laughs> of fucking everything. Um, exactly. And again, I will say this every time it's if it ever seems like I don't take Amy's recommendation seriously, it is only for humorous reasons because I have never <laughs> not enjoyed something that Amy has recommended to me. 
Uh, well, you're also strapping into Steven Universe, and I am yes. so flippity yeah, flap and excited. I have to like. We're talking about over the garden wall tonight. The, when the he fact gets through that so the other one <laughs> over the over the garden wall is that it, on HBO? Is that under the is that under the Cartoon Network banner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It originally came from so Cartoon Network started putting out 2014 was the first time that they started doing those like sneaky little limited. Right. This is their where they, first one wasn't it? It was the first one. Yeah. yeah. So this is where they were kind of like, hey, we what can do make you things. Like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, so the next one in this kind of set for series. Um, is actually Infinity Train, which is also available on HBO Max under the Cartoon Network banner. Season 3 was picked up by HBO proper, but uh, Season 1 and Season 2 ran exclusively on Cartoon Network, and Ashley Johnson is the protagonist. So, um, yeah, but that's, again, it's like a 10 or a 12, and they're 11-minute episodes, and mm, air kisses for all the limited. Once they all... that all fell under the banner of HBO Max. It became very easy because I, I know I could have tracked it. I realized I could have tracked it down before. But first off, I do not like Hulu's interface. I do not like Amazon Prime's interface. I like yeah. HBO and Netflix's interface. I just wish, I wish HBO would add the whole, hey, we're not going to play the credits. Just skip to the next episode. I would be right. nice if they would mm-hmm. do that. But I understand. Which makes um, me, Amazon Prime's like mobile interface is is cool it's fine yeah but their apple tv interface so looks like gross so like like they went cheap on that it's like hard to navigate dirty. yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the triple h uh, bluebird face yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad that those things are now consolidated for me to for me to go through as i uh put the baby to sleep that's usually when i have time i just reminded myself who ashley johnson is thank you Amy, You're I remember welcome. her. Yeah, I remember her. Oh, she yeah, you, you remember who Ashley Johnson is. And oh, what does that mean? Wait, we did. Well, oh. <laughs> a time or two. I mean, she's a fantastic, you know, voice actress, mm-hmm. screen actress, even though they kind of cut down her part in that one particular movie that we talked about, as Steve's, you recall. She was a, she was a waitress in The Avengers. Mm-hmm. She saw oh, Cap, yeah, the one yeah, who yeah, saw yeah. Captain America in the news report. Yeah, yeah. But... You might she know was her also better. The daughter of Mr. Mel Gibson in What Women Want when he was mm-hmm. not the crazy lunatic that we know him as now. Yep. He still, he still also, was the crazy lunatic. Well, he hid it. He hid it. <laughs> it was it, hidden. It was layered, layered in yeah. there. Which one am I forgetting? Like trifle. Am I, well, she was in uh, Blind Spot, so that was a syndicated yes. this most recently. But also, if you are of the cartoon variety, you might have recognized her vaguely as Gretchen from Recess. Thank you. No shit. Yep. She's Gretchen. She's also um, on Critical Role. So for the last like four, almost five years, she played multiple characters, which is fantastic because the guys at crit- guys and gals at Critical Role, they stream everything and it's also a podcast. So you can actually watch their faces while they're attacking things and <laughs> mm, so good. She right a, now she, she is a barbarian. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's where I first saw her. She was on Growing Pains. Why did I get so, so mad that- about it? <laughs> I don't know why I got mad. <laughs> so that one's that one's Infinity Train. So after that one doesn't really have a full like autumn feel, preparing <clears throat> for Sawin type of vibe. You can definitely watch it at your leisure. Um, so I totally recommend that as well. But we're talking about Over the Garden Wall since I forced you guys, and I love you both. Sam Hain. And <laughs> yes, at this junction, I it's might not how you be... say it. That's not how you say it. Well, <laughs> that's how it's spelled. Hey. How the Celtics write, okay? It's how they wrote it 
but it's, it's how it's pronounced differently. Clearly, I don't Celtic. care about their feelings. You and I are easily the biggest Celtic lovers of all the people we know. Besides Amy, I think she respects the Celts as well. Come on. Well, we missed. Ma- we went through Maybon. You're so my Celtic already- brother. There they, there, Amy, Amy, dropping more knowledge on the <laughs> on our harvest, on our, our, on our equinox and equinox. We and, did the equinox is Maybon, so that's our that's our second to last harvest, and Sawin is our last harvest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're celebrating the season. Barry, this is when I met my most pagan. Come on, man. Sorry, my, my the green man. My, my seat We're celebrating the green man descended. before the Holly King descended. takes over. I need to stand up. Hang on. This is when Steve's is at full pagan mode, man. You should be embracing. This is when the veil is thinnest between Think, yes, you Actually, that is and Satan. Oh, sorry. I'm going there. <laughs> That's where I go. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I would like Great. first Now the guys are like, see, I told you Satanism and paganism are the same. They're very so He probably eats children. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a lot like you have your own, too. What are you just the blood, you know, growing The blood them? helps the skin. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So first impressions, guys, since, of course, I forced this on you. Doc hasn't got all the way through, so we'll kind of try to keep it a little contained, less yeah. spoilery as Steve's. Yeah. It is six, almost seven years old, mm-hmm. so I expect it to get done. And then once you have it on repeat watches, you'll be like, oh, crap, I didn't see that part. <laughs> um, at first, I mean, I'll be honest, the very first few minutes, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just two brothers who are getting lost in the woods. Uh, but the story, like... As I got through two and kept going, I'm like, okay, I like what this is doing. It's incorporating all the things I like around this time period. Um, and started to care about the Elijah Wood character and his brother and the uh, the bird, the bluebird. Um, Beatrice. Beatrice, thank you. I was say Beth, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's very simple. It's like, it's not a very, it's not a complex story to it, but it's very simple and emotion filled. Like I... I felt the feels to it. And my my oldest had walk, woken up from his nap today and came out and saw it. And I, I can tell you that it's a good sign when he doesn't right away demand me to change the channel and put something else on. Like he came out and he sat down and he watched. He didn't ask for Pikachu or Poke, any other Pokemon characters. He sat there and watched. We watched all 10 episodes because, again, the 11 minutes fast. Um. But no, I, I, Amy, well done. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, uh, it, it, it wasn't over the top Halloween stuff. wasn't too much Halloween. It would, like you said, it's more autumn. Um, everything surrounding autumn leading up to the Halloween holiday. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was weird in all the right ways. Yes. Um, it's, it's been the it's, theme for the show, hasn't it? Yeah. The theme for this show. I, I like, <laughs> So I like this this is like the vein that like when it comes to like I'm not gonna say horror, but but kind of like this this is this is what I like. This is kind of the the, the level that I I spooky, get at. Eerie. Yeah, ki- kind of spooky, weird, but never never too much like jump scare horror, you know, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's got like the you know, the kind of the 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 twisted nature of it and the you know the 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 dog swallowing the black turtle and becoming the monster, but then of course mm-hmm. when the monster is bearing down at at Greg, he's like, 
you have beautiful eyes. Like <laughs> I told you it's my favorite it's a line. Wonderful. Like it's the first gift like I literally sent to yeah. everybody as soon as I'm like, I recommend this. Here's my favorite from the very first episode. Here's my gift. And it's like, you have beautiful eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the second episode with like the weird like pumpkin people who turn out to be skeletons mm-hmm. being dug up and put into pumpkins. Like it was creepy and weird and kind of horror, but not like mm-hmm. not like gross and and scary. Yeah. Just like Kind of, kind of like spooky and unnerving, but also kind of like fun at the same time. Like that, this, this is where my, that's my level, you know. And I realized that that's has a gift that I had seen before. It's when the one pumpkin is carving the other and slowly turns. Yeah, like I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. That, that and, then, from... and then them like dancing around like the may, the giant pumpkin yes. maypole. Like that's that I've seen that before. I have seen these, shots. and I didn't, I didn't have any context for it. But it's, 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 it's lovable. It's odd. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. perfect. I love, I love how you know, unbothered by everything Greg is. I always love that kind of character. It's just like <laughs> candy. I have candy. Like, he's just like, whatever. Me candy. Whereas Wirt is, you know, just constantly worried about everything and, <laughs> and exactly. And, and terrified and, and trying to get them home. Like I, I, I do, I'm, you know, again, I've only got two episodes in, but I'm always, I'm already very much like, yeah, I will definitely finish this i'm enjoying it. and like you said the second you hear christopher lloyd's voice you're like yep i know that yep, is that guy i know who that then, is and then he's, he's like harvesting like these strange trees and like and like getting this oil out of them and it's just kind of like this is kind of creepy too like what's <laughs> happening here you know yeah i love that it starts in such a weird place because the first one you're like what's going on mm-hmm. and it doesn't and it's until we get to episode 10 there is no resolve like and the the reveal for the resolution makes so much sense in such a weird space mm-hmm. that it helps like when you're like, Oh, and then if you go back and watch it again, you're like, Oh, <sighs> I didn't notice this. I didn't <laughs> notice that. And I'm trying to do this in the vaguest of terms, but I absolutely adore this series. I cannot wait for doc to get farther in and be like, dang it, Amy, why didn't you tell me? But I function pretty much in the same for horror or anxiety inducing. I have a, Steve's nose. He watched me watch Halloween. Like he had a great, a great old time. And I was about to like lose everything (laughs) of my personage and tip over. (laughs) But this functions in such a great space that kids can come out and watch it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's creepy. It's a little spooky. It's got a a couple little parts where you're like, uh, what? Mm -hmm. And then it pulls back just enough without detracting from what it is. And then with animation style mm-hmm. and art mm-hmm. and music and the care that was taken to create it is such a great gift that I'm kind of like, here's a little baby cult classic for your auto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just enjoy this. Like, great pumpkin Charlie Brown's good, but scooch this in right between your hocus pocus. And- that, and that's what I was, that's what I was thinking was the fact that, because with our kids, it's been hocus pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas and Charlie Brown, like that's been our go-to Halloween movies for them. I have a whole list of Halloween movies I watch, but the kids can't watch it. So this and, and, like, and David this, can't watch it. Yeah. And David can't and watch Amy it. Can't and Amy watch can't watch it. Well, Amy has to watch some of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm but, gonna watch hey, I have I have Trick or Treat on my list yes. for this year. So yes. I'm officially getting getting that one out. Well done. There is a there is I literally bought a a Sam mug from yeah. Spirit. It's like gigante, <laughs> and it's going to be properly u- utilized well in the whole shebang. But well, yeah. I, I'm happy so. to like now have this that they can watch that will be a part of their uh, 
their Halloween viewing that we have now. Um, we did try we did try uh, Halloween Town the other day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. First time I ever watched Halloween Town because I, surprise, surprise, I'm in a number of Halloween Facebook groups. Okay. Yeah. And they always have these things about when these movies got to go. And Halloween Town was always in those lineups. Yeah. And I see everyone commenting, oh, Halloween Town can never leave. Man, 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 man. I'm like, okay, now that Disney Plus has it, Disney Channel, let me check this movie out. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's off my list. Sorry. I mean, I, I, I honestly mean, don't remember it. It's a, it was a made for Disney Channel movie. Like, it's yeah. fine. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it's 1998 it's, Disney Channel movie. So it's, it's like, the I mean, graphics so and stuff. It has what's, um, it has, what's her name? It has. The original yeah, April O'Neil, isn't it? She's the mom. The original April O'Neil. But it has, um, it has Terry Fisher's mom. Debbie Reynolds. There we go. Yes, she's in it. And that's and the big cling grandma, to she's grandma, grandma Agatha. That's the but, big yeah, thing no. about it is that she's in it. And I watch them like, yeah, it's fine. I would watch Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas before I watch this. So I've seen it. And don't watch any of the other ones. Yeah. So I I would put, uh, yeah, I know there's sequels on Disney Plus now. And I'm like, these don't look mm, like I want to see these. Uh, But I'll definitely watch Over the Garden Wall before I watch Halloween Town ever again. (laughs) Well, and that's something that I really tried to push for, for me personally, growing as a creating holidays and traditions for my girls was I wanted to watch stuff that I could watch with them where it, it didn't disen, disengage with me. Mm-hmm. And Halloween Town, Halloween Town High, yeah. Calabar's Revenge, Halloween Town University, College, whatever, they keep moving. Mm-hmm. And it was always kind of like, it's like the, the music. There's certain scores that will annoy me. Now, if you change that score and it wasn't so cheerful, mm-hmm. it would create a little more, like you could, you might be able to watch it, mm-hmm. but it just detracts from the overall feel of that entire movie. And so I'm like, eh, no thank you. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's just enough folk. It's just yeah. enough classic oh, animation. Yeah. It's it's when, when Doc gets to the inn, the Traveler's The Inn episode, where it has so many... It's it's baby spoiler, but Doc doesn't mind because he like kind of knowing what he's going into. There's an episode where they travel to an inn, and it's a Traveler's Inn, and they all come in, and each of the people in the inn has a song mm-hmm. for their story, and the animation on the Highwayman's song is so like the entire vibe of it is mm-hmm. so good, and it's so wonderfully designed, and I'm just like. <laughs> See, to, to, me, to me this this feels like this is in the vein of like the the um the the hellboy stories where it's 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 mythos it's it's monsters it's it's but it's not it's not like shock value you know mm-hmm. it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not uh oh there's the monster oh look at it slaughter all these people Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have to butcher it. Like it's, it's. I mean, Hell, Hellboy has a little bit of of monster slaying, but nothing like. Yeah, you know, it's it's Magnola's art style lends well to you know. It's okay. Hacks off a limb. It's it's not like blood spraying everywhere and, mm-hmm. and hyper realism. And I and I felt that just from the couple episodes that I that I watched. It's like okay, cool. This this lends really well to the the spiritual the spiritual spookiness and the, you know, and the, the slight hints to, um, to folktale. Jesus. Yeah. God damn that. That took, took a lot to get that out of my fucking brain. Folktale. 
but yeah, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> See, I was, I, I get that feeling when, like when I read um, the scary stories to tell in the dark series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freaky, eerie. But I would put this, I would put them maybe a little scarier than this series is. But that same folk tale, that yeah. folklore commitment that they have. Uh, compare those two to each other. I have not seen the movie yet, which I know is on Amazon or yeah, I forgot, I forgot the Scary Stories. The Scary yeah. Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Del Toro it's, produced, but didn't... Uh, so, so I have, since we're going into a little bit of spooky territory, I have seen it. And? Um, I know it's PG-13. Oh, it's, it's for... The, the spookity is there. It might... There's a couple places for me, Doc, where it was a little anxiety-inducing. But, like... The uh, the the white the pale woman, mm-hmm. which if you've seen the trailer, mm-hmm. that is every yeah. bit as scary as the book was. It is probably one of the best sequences this entire thing has done. The art they nailed, I, from what I could tell, from what was in the book, they nailed it art wise. It was perfect, and the way that it makes you feel the entire lead up mm-hmm. is perfect. Um, the other stories within it, they they use the line of. Um, there was a girl who was stuck in, you know, in her basement, mm-hmm. um, trapped there. And so she wrote down these stories out of revenge. And once you read the stories, the, the stories come to life. And some of her stories so they, are the scary stories characters. Yeah. And so, like, when you start reading it, you become part of the story. So mm-hmm. you get kind of that. There's the great, because, Ed, and I don't know if I told you, but we were doing every Sunday, there was, we would have, like, a director theme month. Ooh. And so we started with Lord of the Rings. So my oldest has seen all of the Rings, save for The Hobbit, mm-hmm. but are all extended editions, Doc. So she's yeah. pure. Ten she's hours. The way we're supposed to go. That's how you watch it. Ten hours. And she did, and she is like, "This is the best thing ever." Oh, yeah. um, she wanted to be. She wanted to know where all the ant wives were. Uh. She had an entire like two weeks where she's like, "I am the ant wife. Nobody <laughs> can find me." And I'm like, "You're my child. Let's do this." <laughs> So the next month after, we actually did a Del Toro. Nice. Pen's Labyrinth? So ever, yes, <sighs> which she adores. It was Ooh. the last one. So we did we did Hellboy 1 and 2. Nice. We mm-hmm. couldn't do Crimson Peaks just yet. Yeah. We couldn't do Kronos. Yeah. Um, so we did Shape of Water. Yeah. She's 13. That she's working on Blade it. Blade 2? She has to see Blade 1 and we couldn't, we couldn't put yeah, it he in. He did Blade 2. Put in the set. Yeah, okay. Just we couldn't sure. put it in the set. Yeah, okay. So we had to do everything kind of in order. So then we did Shape of Water, and then we did Pans, and she's like, Pans, Pans is so good. Yes. Pans is like, so good. She was so excited about that. So then she was able, yeah. She they, loves They can't Stephon. see what I'm doing, but. She has such an amazing appreciation for Doug Jones. Like, she's excited she's about. She's only like subtitle movies. She's my kid. Yes. So we watch anime, we watch Korean dramas, nice. we watch Japanese. She's, she's getting the, she's getting a proper horror introduction mm. because she's working her way through Stephen King. She's also currently watching so Castle Rock. Well-written horror. That's not just blood and guts. Good story. She's, she's yeah, there's no there's no torture porn. She <laughs> is, she likes the story building. She likes being able to do that. Her favorite movie is Dr. Sleep. She's seen the original Shining. She can have a full in-depth conversation with her, with I, you on that, Steve. I loved like Dr. Sleep. I read it and she saw the movie. Too. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she was absolutely <laughs> in love with that. Nice. So, so that's that's for her. But um, when it comes to that, that that vibe for scary stories to tell in the dark, you get some, you get that Del Toro little bit, mm-hmm. eerie, little bit like feel for it. And then the places where he hits it, where it's him in charge of Hank the Scarecrow, 
which yeah. is like not the scariest one in there, but the design is perfect. Oh yeah, his design. Or, from what I've seen, the design is fantastic. Or the jangly man, mm-hmm. jangly man, <laughs> or the the toe one, but the the red room that that entire sequence, like if there's one. My toe. Yeah, that's still creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 pale lady, the red room. I can't remember what it's called, but that sequence alone mm-hmm. is like. D- Doc, like, if you want to have heart palpitations, that's how you scare. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Nope. <laughs> no, it was it was so well done, and I knew it was Guillermo because it carried some of the same weight as when we see um, the captain or whatever his name is, where he's that slow, mm-hmm. slow build of you mm-hmm. know it's coming and you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in for spooky season, it might not be the best for younger children. Oh no, I wouldn't. Yeah, they're not going to watch that one. That, that that's mommy and daddy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. But they also they left it open enough that there could be spaces for more scary stories still in the dark too. Mm-hmm. Which oh, and they do the 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 pop, the cheap pop. Oh, the spiders! The spiders which was, was which was the one that freaked me out the most because <laughs> the picture looks like the picture. Yep, she looks just look. like her. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So so that's why I stick with things like over the garden wall <laughs> because I want to be able to share my my growing. Affection <laughs> for the season but, of pumpkin spice, <laughs> which Barry and I love. Barry and I love as well. Yeah, uh, it's remind me, Barry. Do we still have one more October episode? Correct. Besides this yes, one, yes, we do. Okay, so I won't launch all my Sawin tonight. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, don't don't, I'll, don't, I'll pump, don't blow your hollow load. It's easy for me to do so. Okay? I mean, you know, I just oh, anyway, getting older. Um, pump on the brakes. Yeah, things don't work the same. We're Yes, it's we're finishing Maybon. We're moving into Sawin. We will celebrate the last harvest properly. Yes, we'll talk about creepier stuff on our next episode. We'll talk absolutely about Halloween slash harvest slash creepy comics that you should read. We'll talk about all the stuff that's coming out of Joe Hill's Hill's books, Basketful of Heads. Yep, yep. it's released on in hardback. It's collected. One and more of the things I'm going to be reading and watching this coming month. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so over the garden wall. Over the garden I wall. love it's it. Great. Thumbs up. Steve, thumbs up. Steve loves it. He's got thumbs up. I know the doc, once he gets to it, will love it also because he'll be like, holy crap, this was awesome. And then repeat viewings, you'll see all sorts of other things. And it's just, it's a feel-good autumn. It's a feel-good mm-hmm. autumn series. Mm-hmm. For for a moment there, Barry was going kind of NPR, uh, 10 p.m. voice. It's like there. And that is a garden wall here on NPR. Uh, KQED. Actually is 10 p.m. and I'm getting sleepy. KQED. Be sure to donate to your... <laughs> they were doing the donation drive, donate though. <laughs> local PBS station. Anyway. This is Fresh Air with Anthony and Steve's. <laughs> oh, is that what you're going for now? <laughs> Noted. I don't know, Noted. I don't know if I'm an NPR. That note, I, I listen to NPR. I don't know if I am an NPR like voice talent, but I do listen to it. Nice. On that note. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Capeless Crusaders. My name is, of course, David Barry. I am joined for this lovely 150. We had a nice little guest spot from original Crusader, Jaime Burgess. I am joined mm-hmm. this evening by two of the crew. First, um, in, you know, whatever not quite sunny Galt, California. Remember to tune in next week for All Things Considered with the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. Oh, there it is. Also, uh, from, you know, two exits over, so whatever. <laughs> Celebrating that I might probably have to send you some tea that your sinuses may open. This is Amy. Like some tea. 
but I need, like I need some, some vapo tea. rub or something, man. Oh, I got that. Put too. it on your feet and then put socks on. Yes. Joe, I don't want them your weird. Your weird. Joe Coy taught me that Portuguese voodoo. <laughs> That's Filipino. It's you put the put the Vicks on the bottom of your feet, and then you put the socks on them. Fucking Joe Coy. And then Coy. that way, that way, your feet will heat them up, and you will smell it from the bottom up. But technically, you just want to rub it all over your chest, a <laughs> little bit under your nose. Mm. All right, cool. Joe Coy, Joe Coy, everyone. Joe Coy. Sounds good. Joe Coy. Anyway, uh, thanks for hanging out for our 150th episode. We will talk to you next time for 151. Uh, and uh, go back. Enjoy. Go back and uh, listen to some old ones. Uh, we got a, a revolving cast of characters. We talk about some really random shit. So, <laughs> for the K-Plus Crusaders, <gasps> good night. Good night. Good night.